0: Life has two angles, imaginative and creative. I believe that both imagination and creation are interdependent. This blog, which I am now converting into a podcast, describes my life from both the angles of imagination and creation. I firmly believe life is a learning curve and winner takes it all. I started my life in a small town with close proximity to India's capital New Delhi. The majority of the town's male population including my father would travel out to the capital to work early in the morning by chugging trains and speedy buses and the households will be quiet once the children also set out for their schools. My childhood memories start from an early age of three years, when I went to my first school, St. Thomas. The school had a notorious reputation of changing its premises at very short notices, and I vividly remember a location near a small canal. The rickshaw inadvertently used to be late in in picking us up from school, and I, along with my friend Rakesh Vig, would be searching for snails in the canal. One day we discovered a well in the vicinity and it raised our curiosity only to be culled by my mother who reached the site sensing it to be another day when the rickshaw will be late. I left at school soon enough and joined Mahindra Kindergarten School, MKG, which was to be my mentor till class 6th. Life was never dull at MKG and it was exciting always to be at the school Its small benches housed us all the day through and some fantastic teachers shaped up our raw minds. There were many interesting characters in that school, especially Sandeep Dua, whom we used to call as Totla and the two Tamil girls who would change their names every week. The last time I saw them, they had settled into the names of Sumati and Samprati. Phew, what a relief from their last names. Madankala, and Shashikala. MKG was to shape me into a confident young boy with good all-round records. It moulded me and made my base strong. The hot competition for the coveted first position with Arvind, who detested his surname Madan, was fun and taught me the virtue of hard work. It also taught me the lessons of hard work and achieving excellence. Once the trains and buses rumbled out of the city, It was time for the bicycles and the rickshaws to move on the streets, and the flurry for school, university and the much coveted medical college began. Prathak, the dusty little town, had a good set of academic institutions and of course the rustic jarts. Every morning, I would wait for Gopi, the rickshaw man, who would take me to school. The rickshaw had a seat and a bench kept in between the seat and the puller there was always a frantic urge to sit on the corner of the bench. Well, in today's times, it will not be possible because firstly, the traffic density is so high on the streets of Rohtak, and secondly, the children prefer other modes of transport. But the fun of this ride was immense. The wait to pick up the other children was also always maddening and the ringing bell of the rickshaw was constantly buzzing to pick up the children. The eventful morning always began with the school assembly and the music guru, Master Biharilal's prayer recitation. Well, the best beginning for a child is a decent school and I was really fortunate to join MKG as my second school. This school had all the ingredients which a child needed, the attention given by the teachers was just superb and the solid foundation provided by them is still holding my hands. It was here that I met some of my closest friends who are more than my relatives to me till date. I can today boast of friends from last 45 years uh, and that I have traversed on this planet. The journey in MKG was full of fun, frolic and achievements. I got to climb the center stage in the school on each occasion and that added miles to my persona. Thank you, MKG. You were just too good. Each day spent at MKG was full of energy, and new curves of learning emerged in my life. The attention paid by the teachers was instrumental in our today's avtar. The life on school campus was laced with studies and extra co-curricular activities, and it was my endeavor to take part in everything that was happening at school. I remember taking part in a debate where I forgot a few lines, but the mere sight of my teacher sitting opposite to me with a thumbs-up signature? made me complete the debate with aplomb. The earlier one understands the ups and downs of life, the better the life becomes. I understood very early in life that I had to do something different to enable my future to accomplish something different for itself. Nothing comes without a premium in life and to achieve one's goal, one has to slog hard day and night. Maybe I was not as good as the results that I achieved but the achievements were on my sweat and labor. Success does not come without a price. I vividly remember the fall that I had from my red bicycle, which my father had bought me for scoring highest in the sixth class. The price I paid for riding that bicycle was huge as I landed with a broken kneecap. The accident rendered me immobile for almost a year and the heavy medicines made me drowsy and dull. I had to literally struggle my way into the class 6th and did manage to score well, but I was tired at the end of it. The after effects of the medicines troubled me thereafter and the immediate loss was in maths, wherein I lost my edge. The dullness in maths was to trouble me in my life forever as I took a decision to leave maths after class 10th. This, I must acknowledge, was the first tactical blunder of my life. And I had to lose many hours of peace and relaxation to catch up with this mammoth subject. As I went through those years of grind, many a times I wonder why we cannot live the life as absolute fun without bothering about the small issues. Thinking on the mundane subjects of life and trying to grope into each other's lives leads to skirmishes between individuals. So I have always not to grope someone else's soul and just do my bit the best way that I can. However, the best of the intentions can be misread by folks and somehow leads to imperfect judgments. This trait of humans cannot be helped and the best way to remain at peace is to continue on one's objective. Alas, it's only time which reveals the truth and many a times a lot of water has already flown over. So why not attempt not to misread and miscalculate intentions and just live life as absolute fun. So as I draw you into this podcast, do wait for the next episode as I start reading out certain stories that I've written as a part of my blog. And these stories are short, end up with a lesson for the life that you're living. And I'm very hopeful that as you keep hearing these stories, you would start identifying your own life inside them. So look forward to the next episode of this podcast called, The Winner Takes It All. Hello friends, welcome to the podcast, The Winner Takes takes it all. Today is the second episode of this podcast. Well, I started to write a blog sometime in 2007 to record my own stories. But in the due course, I wrote about a lot of happenings in and around me. Not to lose the thoughts which came to me, I decided to pen this down as a diary and also to continue the blog well on january 6th 2010 i wrote a thought which was called the last report we all are used to reports rendered onto us for our performances but how many of us would realize that the last report is invariably rendered by our own family our parents our brothers and sisters our children Spouses. This is a thought to ponder and come out with some very own solutions. At times, I wonder why we cannot live the life as absolute fun without bothering about the small issues. Thinking on the mundane subjects of life and trying to grope into each other's lives leads to skirmishes between individuals. So, I have always tried not to grope someone's soul and just do my bit the best way that I can. However, the best of intentions can be misread by folks and somehow can lead to imperfect judgments. This trait of humans cannot be helped and the best way to remain at peace is to continue on one's objective. Alas, it's only time which reveals the truth and many a times a lot of water has already flown over. So why not attempt not to misread and miscalculate intentions, and just live life as absolute fun. Continuing on the same line, let me read a blog story called Singer, A Foxy's Perspective. Hey, I hope you remember, I am Arun, a docile guy, born in the correct city Delhi, the backyard of all smarties in the Foxy's squadron of National Defence Academy, but brought up in the heartland of macho texans, rothak, the exact latin long. Now, the instincts of survival of the sweet guy in the rough texan land were unique and became a folklore in the local English medium school as the texans, quote unquote, the jarts just adored them, never touched the boy because of his protective ring of pals more interested due to his academic skills and favorite of all good-looking girls half of whom shared his last name Jyoti. The docile boy was foxed by his own father to at least clear the National Defense Academy exam and then to at least clear the National Defense Academy interview and then to at least get a tonsillitis operation to at least clear the temporary unfitness in the medicals so that The Texans would respect his inclination towards army and finally to at least join the National Defence Academy for at least one term and then rejoin any other course that he desired. The boy, though docile, but was impressed more with the navy and to please his father joined the National Defence Academy for that at least syndrome that he faced back in Texas. The rude shock of academy life and the loss of George Michael hairstyle woke him up from slumber. But alas, all he could do was to watch the Jhelum Express cross the National Defence Academy wing at 5.45pm each day when he would be nursing his aching limbs because his father by now had decided to teach him a lesson and forget completely of the promise to withdraw him. Partly, the reason of non-withdrawal was also the boy's decision to be a naval officer rather than join the father's dream, the JAT regiment. Broken promises and phenomenal support from mates saw the boy reach the main academy and there stood the Khetarpals fortress, the Foxtrot Squadron. The entry into the squadron and the gifted first-floor central lobby cabin father's last gift to the boy and now he had no protective ring. The survival instincts took over again and the boy sat down one night to make eight special identity slips and promised to himself never to part with those identity slips. The bad and not the so good times of the second and third term flew like minutes and one fine day to the carry-on announcement followed the boy's name. Wow, thought the boy, I am on my own now but the 8 identity slips were still in his pocket and he had preserved and saved them very carefully and of course smartly. When everyone went in for a punishment on periphery or the mighty singer, the boy was on his own and lived a peaceful existence. A smart turnout, a smile and a prompt salute was all that the boy had in his armor, and it served him well. By now, the other coursemates were quite aware of the nooks and corners of the periphery, and of course, singled. One fine morning, the ever-cherubic naval squadron commander decided to handpick the boy. He always thought that the boy would become his naval assistant when he would be the chief of the naval staff for the Bangalore Hike. The poor boy did not know that the lady luck was not so good with him this time. As the train chunked into Bangalore platform, the boy met his old schoolmates, who by now were riding Yamahas on Bangalore roads in their engineering colleges. The lure of the bike, both at the National Defense Academy and outside National Defense Academy, can be a lethal combination for a cadet. And the boy had completely forgotten about this old adage and the eight identity slips. On that fateful evening, the Brigade Road beer party got over and the old classmate tossed the key to the boy and let's rock it was the mantra. The boy revved the engine, put on his Desi ray bands, cannot place types, and zoomed the bike. The front rider did a zero to eighteen in no time and the bikes rolled. Three bikes and six young and dashing riders zoomed up the road boy was wearing his favorite jeans and jeans jacket with a huge National Defense Academy insignia on it and raised a head. And lo! Suddenly, a lovely lady with soda glasses decided to cross the road. As she neared the middle of the road, the boy froze for she was none other than the journalist wife of the squadron commander. The heart missed a few beats. The pike was slowed and revved up again to beat the heat of the heart. Phew! It was a close-shaped buddy, and the boy reached back the camp safely at night. However, there stood the mighty squadron commander, and there was a curt question. Did you ride a bike today, son? "I, sir, was the answer. One can no doubt a journalist even with soda glasses. And the smile and the prompt salute did not deter the squadron commander from handing over four singers to the poor boy at Bangalore itself. The journey to singer is a carefully crafted art. The backpack has to be placed with such weights that it clears its Ustad weight test in first go. A pointed object in the backpack can become the nemesis of the cadet in the first few kilometres itself. The gear including shoes and socks have to be top class without loose nails or else the cadet is gone for a six. There are many such lessons which the veterans gave before the boy set out for his first singer and his first punishment. Luckily, the squadron commander had decided to make it an unofficial punishment for the boy as he was already a brigadier. Ranks do get respect. The choice of running singer or cross country on a Sunday morning can never be compared. Guys with stomach issues would vouch for this. The overalls, boots, and backpack, and the mighty water bottle start pinching the moment Ustad says, go. Are, get it Jyoti? "'Aaj tum bhi curtly said Fox Gordon, company Havaldar major Girdhari Singh. "'Zara dum se bhaagna aur complete maangta hai, okay?' He added. The run was kicked off, and cursing the decision to meet classmates and the Yamaha, the boy started running. As one crosses the military engineering service point and turns right, the ganna fields emerge and cannot be raided in morning because of the freshly laid human minds and the Gandhi Topi man guarding it. The turn from the dam towards the College of Military Engineering had by now warmed up. The body and the group was evenly dispersed. A one-tonne crossed by and the company Havaldar Major Girdhari Singh looked back with a mischievous smile and drove ahead. On a bend, a white Fiat car crossed the boy and someone waved. The boy visit heads down and getting a constant shove from his assets all around had no intention of waving back even if she was a manisha koirala or a juhi chabla the car turned around and came and honked behind the boy who can it be now the boy thought and turned back bingo stepped out the ever dangerous texan rominder hudda the compass specialist who could punch her any tummy with any type of compass and was enjoying a holiday in Pune with relatives abe tu yahaan kya kar raha hai said Huda in chaste Haryanvi. aray yaar ye apni fawj ki training chal raha hai aur wo saamne wali pahadi mujhe climb karni hai aur wapis pahunchna hai academy mein chirped out the boy aur tujhe ghma kar late hain. offered Huda. the boy was now in dilemma eight identity slips and this time if caught then that can be the end of the arsenals that the boy possessed. As the Texan watched, the boy shook hands, hugged him, more for thanking him for not pushing that camelin compass into his tummy, pointed towards the Sudan block's mesmerising dome, looked at Singer, and ran to catch up the lost minutes. The climb to Singer is a picnic for some and curse for the NDA cadet. However, the money in pocket is always handy to bite the sweet lassi and root and whiff of fresh air on top with the famed National Defence Academy tea and breakfast recharged the body. The run down slope was fun and the climbing fairer sex did not attract much time since cadet Mohit Sabarwal of the 75th course withdrawal case withdrawn for a very very severe offence was an apt reminder and the run ended within the striking distance of four hours. Company Havaldar Major Girdhari Lal had a smirk on his face and said, Dekha, fresh legs hain aapki punishment route mein. Baaki teen bhi aise hi bhagna hai, okay? Jai the boy replied and turned back. The eight identity slips remained with the boy till he passed out of the National Defence Academy and was promptly introduced to the Commandant for having passed out of the Academy without any official punishment. Ah, During the time, off a course at Pune, the boy, by now a lieutenant in the Navy, was handed over a Yamaha by his senior, Lieutenant Pavan Dutt, from the Foxhot's Gordon 78th course and drove the bike up till Singer with his lady luck and proudly remembered the Singer hike unofficial punishment. The lesson never take a shortcut.